0: Plato. Veronic. Nicto. You must remember those words. Gordon sat nine. you know what the Turing test? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stories at Time and Space. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly. And as always, I'm joined by Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay?
1: I'm doing great. And I've got a pop up penis to uh, prove it. (laughs) A big blue member. (laughs) I could do that. Yeah, I've
0: got a big blue member, bruv. Um, Yes, we are talking. Mr. Monroe. Mr. Monroe. That was too posh. It's Mr. Monroe? Mr. Monroe? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I,
1: I can't tell the difference.
0: You know. <laughs> uh, we are to episode three of uh, season two of Black Mirror. The Waldo moment. Uh, a failed comedian who voices a popular cartoon bear named Waldo finds himself mixing in politics when TV executives want Waldo to run for office. Uh, so... Julian, first thoughts then on uh, the Waldo
1: moment. Uh, I didn't remember this all that fondly uh, from the past. I I mean, I remembered it well when I thought of it, but I didn't like see the title and go like, oh yeah, that's that episode. But once I got into it, I I remembered it pretty well, and I really like it. Um, I, I do think it gets better as time goes on, which... Again, I tend to be somebody who likes the endings more than beginnings. Mm-hmm. Um, a good ending will really get me, and this is a good ending that makes me want more. Um, you know, so for me, this is a very strong episode. Yeah, it, it,
0: it's very of its time. I think I think there's a 2000, yeah. like an early 2010s that this fits into, like kind of well. Um, I do like the concept of it, and I like some of the questions this asks. Um, again, there's like a bit like we we, we called that with obviously the last episode of me. I've called that there's some logistical things about voting mm-hmm. for a, a blue cartoon bear and how the electoral system works, which sort of is a bit silly, but I'm willing to accept it as um
1: poetic license
0: as yeah, I'm, accept, I'm willing to accept that for this idea of people getting behind. A character that can voice their concerns, or that can voice be the voice of the people, but in that kind of way, uh, which is interesting, and it made me think about other characters. Not that obviously we haven't had a run for pu- public office, but I do want to talk about something that's mentioned in this, but characters that become a, a thing of themselves in pop culture, mm. where, um they take on a role that's sort of slightly sometimes beyond that of their TV show or that sort of appearance. Um, They usually die off quite quickly, but it does happen, this sort of idea of these characters. so I I do find it kind of interesting.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that, um, I mean, this came out in 2013. Yeah. Um, It reminded me when I first saw it of Bullworth, you know, which is Mm. uh, a a movie about a man who, a Senator who played by Warren Beatty, who runs for office and basically goes crazy and, you know, tells people off and finds that he much like this doesn't, you know, he wins a seat. He doesn't, he becomes a right and candidate for president. um, And actually, um, you know, this was seen as a sort of, um, liberal movie um very uh very safe um you know and he you know reflected apathy among the voting public and just calls things out as safe and you know and also uh you know the sort of ways in which uh politicians have to perform and have to be acceptable and get donations and all of that was parody so this is sort of reminded me of that in that, in that case, like a candidate is just telling it like it is. Okay. But now, of course, the problem is Donald Trump, mm-hmm. because, you know, 20, 2013 was pre Trump. Uh, I mean, he was already an idiot on the national yeah. stage, you know, with his birth certificate stuff. But, um, you know, uh, 2016, you know, he runs and he is very much like this, right? And he's basically (laughs) a cartoon bear. And he basically just says, all of you are corrupt. All of you are idiots. My penis is awesome. He literally talked about his penis in a debate. I mean, shit, you're not supposed to do. And people loved him because in much the same way, because he was, you know, he would say a few things about policy. If anything, you know, uh, Waldo is more policy heavy. And that's saying a lot, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, like Waldo knows nothing. And, and you know, this is my objection to uh, Trump and but also to some of these stories. is like Waldo's a bomb thrower. Waldo, ha- you know, like you said, he talks about people's issues or whatever. No, I don't think he talks about anybody's issues. I think he he's just a bomb thrower who says all of you guys are disgusting and, and bad. And, uh, you know, I find myself agreeing with Mr. Monroe uh you know when he says no the system built the roads yeah that's true you're that, also a but... conservative and I, and i hate that guy what go ahead no no you're right i i wanted to call this out actually because you're right you so you,
0: you you this is this is getting back to the the success of black mirror yeah because it does what i like about this episode is it it makes what well, it does a really good job of making waldo funny and when he's going around going like, Mr. Monroe, Mr. Munro, and he's sort of chasing him down <laughs> and doing all that stuff, you find it funny. The people find it funny. You're, you are a member of the, the public going, yeah, this blue bear's funny. And he's made, you know, the, the bit where he has, um, you know, he does that cave where Mr. You know, the, the MP, uh, Liam Munro comes in and, and the bears there to interview him. And, you know, he's like, Oh, this is a, this is a prank. Like, We'd already had by this point. We'd already had Ali G. Um, oh yeah, sure. Sacha Baron Cohen's character Ali G had already done this, mm-hmm. and was doing a similar thing where they'd bring in a you know a very sort of sensible politician and then have this character interview them, but like acting dumb and making them feel uncomfortable, you know, making them do uncomfortable things, and you know, Sacha Baron Cohen's made a bit of a career out of doing this with other things.
1: What if I Brilliant stuff, it? by the way. I oh yeah early, LAG, yeah, early Allegi. Early G show is great. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of stuff, but it was very satirical. Like it was, it was, it's, mm. it's fantastic satire, and I like the fact that this tries, you know, tries for the same thing, goes for the same thing, but then goes for the one-two punch of giving you that and going like, yeah, you you like Waldo, don't you? You like Waldo, but makes you feel a bit silly about it, and then actually has the conservative MP. Be the one that stands mm. up and says, well, yeah, but we've got to take this serious because, as you say, mm. this is the system that built our roads. This is the system that's actually given us these institutions that have lasted, like, centuries. It's made the country what it is. Yeah, like, you know, it's, that's what democracy is. And, you're, like you say, and he calls it out and says, all you're doing is just th- th- throwing bombs. And so you find yourself in this in this awkward position where you are, like, yeah, Waldo's funny, and it is voicing, you know, giving voice to my frustration, but the MP's sort of got a point, <laughs> and I'm sort of like torn between the two, and I love the fact that it makes me feel uncomfortable in that way, like other Black Mirror episodes have done.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with what you're saying, I um, and you know, uh, I find myself, obviously, uh, could not uh, disagree more strongly with with uh, Monroe's politics. Mm. Um but he is objectively correct. I mean he is objectively who I would vote for yeah. um in that race. And and that's because, you know, the you know like it's hard not to like Waldo, right? Mm. I, I don't I don't think he's actually that funny. But mm. I think I don't think his jokes are actually at all funny. But I think that the funniness of having him in the background going mr monroe you know like yeah. hey, Mister you know is and and his irreverence i mean he's really just filling the air with dumb things to say right which is a lot of what you know wild comedians do mm. right you know when you actually like watch it again and you realize oh that guy is just being wild he's not actually saying anything insightful or really that funny it, it, they're just playing a, a role that's funny because of the energy they're bringing to it. I think he's that kind of comedian um and not even the best at it. but it's the situations that are are really shocking and and funny. um but it's hard not to I like seeing him embarrass these candidates mm. and his rage, especially at uh, um, you know, at the um at the labor party candidate is yeah. you know justified um but you know you also feel a little sad for her but then you know i am so over these stupid protest candidates i'm so over this idea of like um you know let's try something different i'm gonna be young and vote for a libertarian well really why what are the positions there for? I mean, and we have talked about, as we're both, you know, uh, liberal people, about the failure of, in your country, the, um, you know, the Labor Party to really articulate a case, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm. and to really say, yeah, I'm in favor of, you know, the, the Tories do such a good job. The Republicans do such a good job at saying, this is what I'm in favor of. And it's mostly monstrous stuff, right? Yeah. In both of our countries, just flat out horror show, monstrous stuff. But then the Democrats and and the Labor Party do such a shitty job of saying you know the obvious answer to this is no Waldo you know we're not all idiots um you know there are these things that I believe in and we can do build roads and also uh, help people who are drug addicts which Mm -hmm. apparently Mr. you know Mr. Monroe thinks should be left to die right that they are criminals. You know, I don't want to live in a country without that kind of compassion. And I believe in uh, a better country and in a government that's able to help its citizens. And that is what I'm up here standing for. You're up here making dick jokes, and he's up here condemning people to death because they made a mistake. I'd like to maybe offer a difference that is passionate, like the dog, like the talking bear, right? But yeah. also <laughs> serious on policy, you know, or or in the real world, at least, like Monroe uh, and Grant.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think you that's a really good point because I think the uh, the Labour and uh, Chloe Price as uh, the, the character she she becomes a bit of a cipher throughout the towards the end of the episode where like she 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 you know they set her up but like when there's that debate isn't there they have that sort of the on screen debate later on and they completely write off the Lib Dems which is you know perfectly reasonable at this point but the, but she never like, it's it's Monroe that sort of says these things. And when she gets her voice, she sort of agrees with him. But like you say, she doesn't, isn't able to articulate. But like, but here's the benefit of, you know, they go, oh, this is a conservative. That's her moment. As you say, like there should be a moment. She's the one that should stand up and say, well, you've had, you know, uh Liam as the MP here for the last, however long. And, you know, he talks about the roads, but I also know that this and this has happened and that, you know, I understand that in this constituency we haven't had, you know, uh, increase in employment or we've had this problem and that. I want to do something about that. And that's, you know, so, you know, whilst Waldo is right to call this out, give me a chance, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. Um And she doesn't, you know, and that's where I think it's a bit like, you know, it, it becomes the either chaos or the old is what is the problem. It's sort of it's this thing of anarchy or um the conservatives It's sort of um which you know that's the cases it's trying to make but again there's no sort of like you know I think Chloe Price the the character could be really interesting to be that point in the middle that says well there is actually a better way that isn't a blue bear and this other thing. Mm. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and uh, she's playing uh, Gwendolyn Harris as the, the uh, Labour candidate. Oh, and, yeah, sorry. And, that's you know, the, yes, it's the actress, isn't it, Poe Price? Apologies. Yeah. yeah. No worries. Yeah, and but I think you're right. And I think you're exactly right in that debate is that moment where she could say, you know, exactly what we've said. But, I mean, there is this weird, weird failure on the part of um, both the Democratic and the Labour Party. Um, and so, you know, it's easy to sympathize with waldo right it's easy to be amused by his antics i mean but we live in this post trump you know um era i guess in which you know i'm convinced and and i think it's very clear that what trump did was said it doesn't matter if i know anything about policy what matters is if i'm entertaining right my Mm. ratings matter um and you know all i need is a slim majority I don't even need that. I need the people who show up. And, you know, who's going to show up to vote for uh, Mr. Monroe or yeah. for this lackluster labor candidate, right? I mean, I, I'll get people to show up for me because I'm on stage and I'm outrageous and I'm talking about my penis in a debate. Mm. I mean, even the shit that, uh, that uh, uh, Trump said as president seemed very calculated to get, politi- to get coverage. Oh, um, yeah. And even if it would lose him votes, it would, you know, didn't appeal to his constituents. You know, I mean, he knew it was outrageous and it would get coverage. That seems very much like Waldo and very much like, I mean, I I have talked with a lot of people who voted for Trump in 2016. And the majority of them do have some version of the I just think both parties are corrupt and boring and he's a monkey wrench in the machine. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. You know, so it's watching this post-fascist takeover of my country and a, an attempted <laughs> coup, you know, it's it's hard to feel maybe as charitable toward Waldo or Bullworth, you know, who at least articulates a message, uh, but certainly Waldo as I might.
0: No, I think that's the the point. Is I think one of the things about this is you know, time has progressed. We've gone through events in history that have shown up. You've talked about. Um, Trump. We've had Boris Johnson in a very sort of similar vein. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also gone through Brexit. I mean, like you know, if you were to have Waldo now, well, I mean, we are in a, we, you know, both of us. I think you know, I definitely feel that the country's frustration is 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 there, uh, and Labour on a on a, a a positive track. But you're right they they seem unable to carry that goodwill into something. Tangible and robust, you know, and um, I I, there's almost like a fear like it's it's um, the left, or you know, let's let's call them the left for for the uh, the democrats or the low party, have to be seen to be better than the other side. Like, I'll give you a good example. So, recently, there were some uh, uh, like posters done, um. By the Labour Party, and they, they were they were they were factual, but basically they were giving quotes from several MPs uh, on the Tory side, <clears throat> uh, Matt Hancock and and uh, Rishi Sunak and a few others, and then basically we're like, this is who's running the government. This is what they actually think of you, and it was a bit of a mudslinging kind of thing, and people came out and were like, we thought you were better than that. How dare you, the Labour Party, do this? but there's like,
1: well, why? Controlled. I mean, isn't, wasn't it using synax quotes? I mean, yeah, like,
0: but it was still that yeah. very much like, you know, they could be, you know, they are scumbags sort of kind of thing. It was pointing out this politics, uh-huh. but if the right did that, they'd just go, Oh, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's very much where this frustration comes from. Of Like you say that, you know, the Democrats and the, the, and labor sort of struggle to articulate this case it's because they are hampered by the way in which they can articulate it. Every now and then you get an MP and I feel that they, if let loose, they could do it. Um, you know, I, I actually think, well, I think, I think Starmer over here is the smooth, you know, face of labor. Like he's very sort of sent, you know, he's central, uh, center left rather than left. um, because they're trying to gather that that more centrist audience. But then you've got his, his uh, uh, um, deputy, uh, Angela Rayner, who I am sure if she was in charge would just be rip-roaring through people with very sort of like left-leaning policies. And you sort of think, yeah, let's just do it. But we don't forget that this country, although frustrated, doesn't trust change in that way we're a very sort of i think selfish and and um this is the part of it isn't it like we're always we always look, wish to complain and i think one of the interesting things about this episode is in that in that um in that debate the character you know waldo or the the comedian uh, uh jamie slater uh salter so he throws in this thing about you know you're just you're no good and you're just you know career MP and you're no good blah blah, but one of the things and that's what people do they go oh, you're rubbish you're rubbish you're rubbish and we're doing no I'm you know, I'm not doing no different, I'm not coming up with an alternative, I'm not saying mm. here's the better way or we need to follow these policies or do this like I'm not an MP, but that's the thing is that there's a frustration and a voice coming from the people and as you say that's what that's what Waldo is he's a grenade launcher. But like you say, it's quite clear. And I think it would be even, it'd be more interesting if they actually pointed out, like people are just responding to the noise, not to the quality of what's being said. Um,
1: Yeah. And that's true. And it's interesting that this is an episode that talks about democracy, right? Yeah. Um, which yeah, obviously we've had a lot of conversations about as we've mm. repressed voting rights and you know rolled back the, the Voting Rights Act and things like this uh, over here in the States. And, and I know, you know the authorities over there have done some of the same thing. We did the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just disgusting stuff. But um, as we've had these conversations about democracy, here's an episode that is addressing democracy. And yet... It's standpoint on democracy is basically that people are bored and they will go along with a blue bear if he, you know, curses and is mildly entertaining, Mm. Um, you know, and really. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess that's I mean, to me, that is the proof that, well, there's something fundamentally wrong with democracy That, you know, people will go along with uh, whoever is more entertaining, you know. It becomes about ratings. It becomes about who got the zinger in the debate, right? And, you know, everybody just says, well, you know, they both lie. I don't know whether an explosion of building more prisons is needed or we need less. They they had a debate about that. I don't, golly gee, I don't know. But I know, you know, Ronald Reagan got that zinger off, so... I'm going to vote for him and the economy is not great Uh, under Carter. And, you know, I mean, any analysis is, you know, by, you know, intelligent people then gets condemned as, well, that's just an elite. That's a talking head. I mean, especially in the last decade and a half. And we're just in Waldo town. And to me, Waldo town is not a democracy either. No. Well, I think there's a thing. Let's use, I'll use the, the Brexit
0: campaign. as a good example of this. Um, that they came up with all these slogans. They had a big red bus that had, you know, uh, NHS would get three hundred fifty-six million, you know, a day or a week or a month, whatever it was.
1: They're still waiting. As I They're still waiting. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: There's, there's a there's a, a check yet to be signed. Um, but there's all these other things about you know we will. Oh well, the Europe needs us more than we need them, and then we'll gain this, and we'll have sovereignty, and we'll have rights on our borders and blah 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 and the moment you know that was all the spiel that was given like right? britain for you know is is a power in the world and we should believe in our country and that becomes the problem you should believe in your country because the moment you then step up with a with a dose of realism that says well yeah we'll have control of our border but a border has two sides and so you know we're just basically the nice arrangements we have currently becomes antagonistic because we're then actually acknowledging that there's two sides of a border and they've both got to work. And, you know, you think we're needed because Germany wants to sell us some of its BMWs. Eh, it'll still do that. But now it doesn't have to follow the rules that it followed before in both performance and in trade. And you'll find we're going to get hammered and all these things. And we did. But if you were to point any of that out, you became branded as Project Fear, that you don't believe in the strength of Britain. You know, you are the negative. And that was the problem, isn't it? Like and that's what you're saying, but it's not a democracy. Because it's not laying out it's not laying out the the facts. It's not laying out a pros and cons case. Spin is the worst thing mm. that happened to politics. Because everything becomes about spin. How can you make this a positive message? How can you make this sound like you know the right way for the country because you are British and proud and well Winston Churchill would have voted to leave the EU and all that kind of crap. Um and that's the as you say that's the Walder. That's the noise. That's the the um and that's where democracy falls down because people get emotive rather than objective.
1: Yeah and let's be clear Winston Churchill also would have voted to kill as many Irish as possible. Um yeah. you yeah. know but um yeah, no, I know you're right. And, you know, I mean, it reminds me over here of like, you know, Trump saying, well, you know, America's the greatest. And, you know, uh, I mean, as he's busy demolishing everything that was great <laughs> about the country and spitting on our values and and dis- dismantling, you know, the international, uh, you know, systems that we should be proud of. Um but you know, talking America up in the same way that you know, mm. parallel to the Brexit thing. but you know, it's not very sexy to say, look, uh wait, we, we want wages to go up here. That means we're probably not going to be doing manufacturing that doesn't make sense to do at fifteen to twenty dollars an hour. I mean, it doesn't make sense to do that stuff here. um we also, are capitalists and we don't necessarily want that stuff done here mm. um you know let another country do it and it's going to be a good trading partner and all that demonizing them is it going to do you any good and, and if china is going to be a bigger gdp than, than us then it's going to happen and we want to be friends with china when that does happen and to be on good relations so we have continue to have pull and we need to think about what a China, uh, number one GDP world looks like and how, and make strategic steps so that when that happens, we're in the best footing. Then you go back to Trump and he says, you don't believe in America, you know, the exactly. only reason China's winning is because we have politicians who sold us out, you know, and, you know, Joe Schmo doesn't know, you know, shit about shit and says, you know, that sounds rah, rah, that sounds good. You know, there's nothing this country can do. You know, we're the <laughs> best. You know, okay. Well, good luck with that's that. Where, like, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We can't give four hundred you know, million people. You're somehow beating a country of, of more than a billion. You yeah. know, uh, and well, you think that's going to last forever, brother? You know. But this comes down
0: to this idea of of you know was it selling Thanksgiving to the turkey? Isn't it? It's sort of like, well, <laughs> yeah. Brit, Brit, you know, Britain could be amazing, but you know, oof, you want us to pay you too much, so we can't compete with China or India or. Any of those other massively, you know, mm-hmm. up and coming economies. So, oh, you're kind of dragging us down. So you should really take a pay cut and work more hours. So you know, or as they did in this country, they just as Liz Truss came out and basically state, but well, not basically, she actually stated, the English workers are lazy. Oh, the reason that we can't compete on the world stage is because the British, because British workers are lazy. That was Liz Truss's st- clear statement. So
1: patriotic.
0: Yeah, yeah salute them <laughs> and that's the thing like yeah but you don't believe hard enough or you're not working hard enough and i think this is mm-hmm. where again like you the the rhetoric then becomes emotional doesn't it um but i i do wonder if we are going if we are sort of moving past that in a weird way especially in mm-hmm. this country because one of the things that you guys have had which i think fascinating The well, that is the difference in our political system. You guys vote in a president, right? So, you vote Mm -hmm. in an individual, and that individual gets four years. Regardless, they can go off and you know, they can go off and do all kinds of depraved things with a you know, with all kinds of people or sell out classified documents and and still get away (laughs) with it. It's amazing. Um. In this country, we change prime ministers more than I change socks, apparently. And then, but the parties is what we voted in. We didn't vote in an individual; we voted in a majority party. What's the difference
1: between you know a a parliamentary system? Exactly. Yeah, but we
0: we, what we need, what we do. Unfortunately, though, what we have is first past the post. So mm -hmm. the majority, or not the majority, it's the majority single party, Mm -hmm. and becomes the ruling party. And you go, yeah, right. Well, you might have got thirty six percent, but that still means that, like, that that still means that sixty four percent didn't vote for you. But they were split across a whole bunch of other parties, and Labour got another thirty percent. Where you got, mm-hmm. you know, so you beat them by six percent, but that still means that only sixty six percent voted for those two parties. The other, the rest is split across other things. So this way,
1: we need proportional yeah, representation. But, but then the well but then you know you look at what happens in a uh like new zealand went from a first past the post system to a coalition system and then you have you know the the equivalent of the uh uh you know of the um of labor getting together with ukip yeah you know just to get a coalition together you know i mean it happened recently in israel before it was you know, overturned mm-hmm. by the fascists there, um, a fascist war criminal. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, and that has its own problem, right? Where suddenly, like in, in that kind of system, suddenly uh, UKIP or the Lib Dems become the kingmaker and, yeah, you they know, can, have way they outside can tip the, things in the edge. I mean, the yeah. Irish, you know, have played that role, you know, in uh, in your politics.
0: Yeah, well, the DUP has done it, but also the Lib Dems did it. I mean, the only reason that Cameron, mm. David Cameron, was able to hold onto power um, in 2010 when he was elected and stuff was because he may formed a coalition government with. We had a hung parliament, and they were we had they formed a coalition with the Lib Dems. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it can be a dicey area to go with, um, but. I don't know. It's just that thing, but I think proportional representation is the way to go. But I think there was different ways. Like yeah. I think party politics is the problem. I don't mind saying that you, you know, party politics becomes the problem because then you are stuck in the party line. Like you could be a Labour or Conservative. Let's use let's use the villains for 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 this purpose. But you could be a Conservative MP, and you do agree that actually. Mm. The conservative monetary policy is what I want to vote for. I believe that we should be more Mm -hmm. conservative in our approach to our budgets and our deficit or whatever, right? And I believe in it because of this, this, and this. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Fine. That's your belief. You have a conservative leaning when it comes to economics. Right. Now we're going to talk about benefits for the poor, distribution of the NHS, and LGBTQ rights. How do you feel about those? Well, I'm you know I I'm happy to actually. I think we should increase benefits by so maybe not thirty percent that you're saying. Let's talk about twenty percent maybe. And I think you're right. We need to talk about how we distribute money to the NHS. And I'm fully in support of the LBGDQ rights.
1: Cool. You're basically we, describing my politics, yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and I consider then, myself a liberal. You know. Yeah.
0: But then that person steps up and is like, "Cool, how are you going to vote? Oh, I'm voting against right. all of those things because that's the right. party line."
1: exactly and that's the and problem I, I, yeah i need to get the support of my party to get reelected.
0: yeah exactly and i think that's where we sort of fall down where and i know i know it's a lot complicated because then it's sort of like you know but being tied to party politics isn't true democracy because then you've got the whip in this country we have this thing called the whip Have you, mm-hmm. you, um, you know, yeah and you can if you don't agree with the party you can have the whip it's you know, pulled and it's very dangerous because then You know, you are no longer supported by that party. We've had several MPs have that happen to them, and so I just feel that you you aren't. It it becomes a block, and in fact, you know that that's where it becomes a bit ridiculous. Um, and that's where I can see this frustration. So going back to like Waldo, this idea of saying to the you know the career MP or whatever, going like you're just a show, like you don't matter. You sitting here and saying these lines doesn't matter because all you're doing is trotting out the party line. I want to know mm. what you think. So when they have the 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 Labour MP at the start of the episode saying, you know, why do you want to become an MP? And you're like, well I want to make I want to do good for people. I want to do better. And you go, oh, cool. But you're still a Labour MP. And whilst I'd lean I will you know, if I was to vote in party politics, mm. I'm happy to say I vote Labour. But that doesn't mean I agree with everything that Labour does or everything that Labour says. Mm-hmm. But you've got to hold the party line. So it's this thing of, of you know, okay, well, you I'm not, I'm not voting for Gwendolyn Harris. I'm voting for Gwendolyn Harris, Labour MP, because that's what Labour want. Um, and I think I think it's interesting that that's one of the things that Waldo's sort of calling out. So if he does not entirely call out party politics, but it's quite clear that, that sort of seems a bit at the heart of it.
1: Yeah, I mean the only problem is, um, let's say that you, you know, demolish the existing parties, you can't keep people from forming coalitions. No, I know. Um, <laughs> You know, so I mean, you would very quickly have, you know, a sort of all-out war in the next election or something. But it would very quickly resolve to probably a less similar and right party. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. they just have different names, and you know, <clears throat> and and they might be they might be run by. Uh, who's the, uh, you know, by Rupert Murdoch explicitly, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and funded, tied behind some some rich dude, um, you know, but you would get back very quickly to where we are now. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, and, I, and I think, um, you know, I find myself in this uh, precarious situation of on the one hand being very upset at the attacks on democracy that we have experienced and continue to experience from the right, but also very disillusioned with democracy myself. Mm. Um, And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what the solution is here any more than you do, but I cannot imagine that, you know, that let me put it this way. I can't imagine that somebody who, um, you know, who has an IQ of 80 or who believes in that there's a flat earth or who can't name the three branches of the United States government, um, should have a vote or should be able to vote, uh, have the same number of votes as everyone else and, uh, should be able to have unlimited right of reproduction. Uh, I find that absolutely mad. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a very anti-democratic thing I just said. That is a very, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's, a, you, you know, borderline a eugenics statement. <laughs> and, I, and I know that I acknowledge that. But I don't know what the alternative is, because I want to live in a society that functions better than our societies do now. And yeah. that also provides better for people, which is incompatible with. You know, Honey Boo Boo being in a family of twelve who are allowed to play on the railroad tracks, okay? Well, what th- th- this episode throws in and doesn't explore,
0: but throws in a technological solution to democracy. Mm. It mm-hmm. does quite at one point. So, Jason Fleming's character, Jack Napier. And I want to shout out. I always enjoyed. Yep. I always enjoyed Jason Fleming uh, when he's in something. Great presence. Um, um, played Quatermass at one point. That's a different thing. Um, but he actually says, well, why don't we have it that, you know, we could have a policy of 100% democracy. We'll set up an app and everything goes to a poll to the public. And you just download this app and you vote whether, you know, yay or nay to to a policy. And then that gets enacted and like, you know, really give it back to the people. Mm -hmm. And and, you know you think okay well it's sort of done as a sort of a side joke because it's not it's not sort of pursued anymore but
1: the technology is there it's going to happen yeah i mean it is it has happened you know occasionally in in some european countries where they have more referenda Mm. uh, on the continent um but you know, all the I, mean, I remember in the discussion of Brexit, there was all this discussion of you know having a second referendum. They said, <laughs> "Oh no, you know, they, they, we can't just honor the votes that have been given." Well, you know, every po- political expert, experts on political science, said, "Oh no, that would be actually more democratic than following through on a previous vote." Anytime you can have an additional referendum you know, that reflects more updated information and a later point in time, you would want that information, mm. assuming that it might not go the same way. It's worth it. So, yeah, I mean, look, in this country, we have all the stuff that polls at 60 to 80, 90 percent, including gun control that we can't get done. Right? <laughs> that app would certainly help us. And yet, I mean, utterly unconstitutional. I mean, you'd have to have a revolution, yeah. you know, a constitutional convention before you could get there. But so yeah, but the app also you can imagine has that's not a perfect system either. I mean, and and as presupposed by uh, Black Mirror, I mean, it's going to be run by like Waldo's campaigning for press. Yes, <laughs> you know? oh yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. You, press you, yes, you, get your yeah. free app, your yeah. yeah. your free bear hat for my avatar. <laughs> well, g- going
0: back to um, was it the fifteen million. Mm. Uh what's this one of the first series right fifteen it. million yeah. merits a similar thing, isn't it? like you say you know <clears throat> for every Tory thing you vote yes to, um yeah, you will get a new badge you know like an achie- you unlock an achievement <laughs> like you've done it yeah you know, like like in audible do it like you've read this many hours this month, get a badge um mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, but I would say from a system point of view. Yeah, this phone um has got face recognition it's got thumbprint recognition it could be relatively secure mm-hmm. I mean you know granted you could fall asleep and someone could put the phone in front of your face and then do the vote for you but I don't know how often that would happen but there is the opportunity to do that and have it through an app and it be relatively secure um but you're right you'd be bombarded with messages about what what to vote for and what not to vote for And maybe you only limit what like you know i i wouldn't expect that a vote to go to war would go to an app like britain's going to go to war we we we're going to have a poll on on a vote whether or not we sort of declare war on russia you know that does not feel like something that should go to a, a, a you know a people vote um but how the you know maybe the budget spent I don't know there's certain things I think should go could go mm. through that through that thing start it off with minor things start it off with local things mm. you know you gof, yeah. um dot you know whatever dot uk um, should have you know you have an app and you can vote uh, vote on your district council mm-hmm. things you got twelve councillors no. but actually you live in this thing, you can download the Northwest Leicestershire County Council app. And here's all the things they're voting on today or this week. Give us your vote. Cause you are, um, you know, you have to prove where you live. Like you have to, I don't know. There'll be, there'll be, you know, you, we do it with everything else. I've got an NHS app that to prove who I am so we could do it. And then you vote on and then see if it escalates.
1: Yeah. I mean, when that character says it in this episode, I sort of thought he was t- talking a piss, you know, oh, like, yes. you know, it's like, how would how are we going to get there? Right. And how is Waldo going to help with that? Right. Um, you know, California has a system where it's easy to get ballot initiatives. On, yes, you know. I've heard and about it. The yeah. end result has been terrible <laughs> <laughs> because one problem is everybody votes for new stuff that they want. Right. But nobody votes for the tax increases, because if you're like, I'm, you know, vote yes to lob uh, to increase a two percent tax on property owners. Well, let's see. I'm a property owner. My parents are property owners. Yeah, I don't think I want that. Right. On the other hand, vote to, you know, increase the funding for prisons here. Oh, okay, sure. You know that this is probably on there because they need it vote to increase the food allocation for, oh, that sounds good, you know, so then you have, like, the budget gets squeezed and squeezed, and it's like, 90% of the budget is determined by all the crazy initiatives now, I mean, it's it's kind of a mess um, yes, I have heard about it, but then again maybe better than the alternative, I don't know um, well, sometimes it's worth a try,
0: just to keep trying these things, and you say, one of the things one of the things is we seem to get fixed into a model and you go, well, we're going to run hmm. this for 150 years that we've had parliament, <laughs> our parliamentary system is no different to how it was when Robert Peel introduced the acts that, you know, basically created the police in this country. Um, So you're talking like, you're talking like 150, to 200 years. Our parliamentary system hasn't changed, including the stupid ceremonies and pomp that go with everything. So, you know, yeah, maybe it's time to try something different. You know, I'm all, maybe more about blowing up Parliament, the Houses of Parliament, and um, starting from scratch. You did know. you say that? I just did. Uh, I don't know. We'll see who turns up at my door when this episode <laughs> goes out. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be I sat mean... waiting in my Guy Fawkes mask, ready.
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> the, the man who's seen V for Vendetta yeah. one too many times. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, I mean, that's that's another thing is we, we lionize that. And, you know, I mean, don't let's not forget it was a Catholic dictatorship that Guy Fox wanted to implement. OK, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, he's not a hero. No, uh, but yet we do kind of reach this. And look, I'm at the same level of frustration where it's like, look, there are these systemic. I said, what are you going to do? You need a revolution or a constitutional convention to implement some basic stuff here. Like, Ugh. say how the president's elected, you know, like get rid of the stupid electoral college. That sounds great. You know, why do we have separate, you know, house and uh, senate if they're both popularly elected? This, you know, doesn't really make sense. Um, you know, other countries don't do it that way. Um, there are lots of things that we should change. Um, I, I don't have any hope for them changing, and I don't know what to tell my students who are 20. Uh, you know, uh, and and who are cynical about it. I can tell them, please vote. It makes a difference. We could have a constitutional convention if we had, uh, you know, two Mm. thirds of the states and both houses, uh, you know, and the president, all of, I would prefer the Democratic Party. Um, I can't see that happening anytime soon. No, no, I mean, we have problems. Yeah. Having said that, you know, the answer can't be, uh, a bear. Um, well, let, let, I, let, go go on. no What are you gonna say? I was gonna say I wanted to talk about the ending. That's
0: exactly what I was gonna uh, say. Let's just jump to the ending because I wanted to talk about the, because, the. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I mean, you know, it's an interesting episode. You know, I mean, I think the, the weakest point is the the computer graphics. You know that that had that interface that is sort of mm. not age great, but. You know, I think we both like the episode. It gets mm. us thinking. But then at the end, you have this idea that it, it, it's kind of heartbreaking, but I think feels very true and right to me that the the bear is Waldo is actually owned by the boss. Right. Yeah. Um, and he just takes over presenting it, you know, controlling it. And um, nobody really cares, you know, and uh, the the main character, the comedian becomes homeless. Uh, In the last shot. Uh, And in the meantime, Waldo was farmed out across the world, including to China and governments that we might not approve of to uh, be used to promote certain messaging, messaging issues in campaigns, Mm. right, to encourage people to vote one way or the other, to manipulate them fundamentally, Uh, to overthrow democracy, you know, to upset democracy rather than or prevent it, in the case of China, rather than, Mm. you know, to promote it. And I think that is similar to the, uh, you know, uh, 15 million uh, merits, you know, cynical ending, right, with how it's sort of co-opted. Yeah. Um, But it's done in a sort of different way here. So what do you think about that ending and that...
0: I think that the, the bits shown between the end credits, is better than the immediate lead-up. I think this idea of the CIA agent turning up in a shady hotel is a bit played out. But I do like this idea of that, of some organisation or, you know, or corporations seeing the effect that Waldo has had on a small local by-election in the UK and thinking, we could scale this up to affect or disrupt... Um, the electoral system in another like a South American country, or a Middle Eastern country, or a Far Eastern country, where you go, yeah, we're not entirely comfortable with this, per-, you know, the CIA or whoever it is. We're not entirely comfortable with the op with this pat- the person who's going to win. So let's have a Waldo kind of thing go on to sort of disrupt this election. Talk of rigging it, but like. I know, I like this idea. It's that thing of bread and circus, isn't it? Sort of like throwing, and you said about the grenade being thrown in, the bomb throwing. I like it. And, but the fact that, that um, it's clearly grown beyond that. And, so, and and he's in China. Like you say, he's traveled to China. Mm. And he's, he's presented with this, with the, the face of Waldo. I forget what it is he's saying. Something like believe or or mm. support, you know, obey sort
1: of kind of thing. Future. It, it it's all these dumb kind of it's a whole series where it's like future, uh believe, you know, these yeah. sort of like slogans. Very but one um, word, dumb, you know, slogans, right? Hope yeah. is one. Very
0: um, What's the um what's the rowdy Roddy Piper film I'm thinking of? Oh. John Carpenter film. Um Oh my god, I've come here to kick ass and chew bubblegum and I'm all out of bubblegum. Um, god damn it. Know, really. Um, but it's, it's like that where he puts on the sunglasses and all of a sudden, um, he, there you go, Roddy. Po- ah, they live, thank you, they live. Um, That's what I was
1: thinking of it, I was like, it can't be, I, yeah. I haven't seen it.
0: But he puts on the sunglasses forever. and all of a sudden, he sees all this messaging on these boards, and instead of sort of the mm. actual message, it says, like, bye, sleep, you know, all this other stuff, yeah. Um, so well, yeah it, it feels you know a bit that, like that. i
1: thought of that fourth word that he that he is being used with waldo and it's and it's change so mm. this is sort of the obama thing it's the hope mm. and change right like it's an anti-obama statement but it's you know reducing obama to sort of like that whole poster and i'll tell you but is it? I mean, it's corrupting that
0: positive message because you're saying, oh, okay. it's supporting the Chinese government. Well, it could be actually trying to undermine the Chinese government. For, it might for, be, if it for, is the for, CIA. Yeah, for, for America's benefit.
1: Right. But
0: it's, it is still that corruption of the positive message that Obama was trying to give, that change in hope, as you say.
1: Yeah, and I, and I will say this. I mean, look, uh, you know, I... I voted for Bernie Sanders in in a primary. Um, I went to a Bernie Sanders rally. Nobody there knew anything about anything. (laughs) Like it was the most disappointing rally of my life uh, because everybody there was like, you know, 20 year olds who were on their cell phones through the entire speech. Mm. (laughs) Like, like, and were just like, clearly had no clue about anything except he's going to shake things up and change it. And it was like, Wow, like you don't care that he's a socialist, but you're not actually socialist. Like that's beyond you. You know that he's a celebrity and yes, frankly, there were a lot of people who supported Obama as I did from, you know, before the primaries, but there were a lot of people who wound up supporting Obama because he was for the hope and change and you know, he was cool in the poster and then you say like, you know, um you know, what are the specific policies that you're in favor of? And they say, oh, well, you know, uh decreasing our military presence abroad, you know, and stopping the drones. And you're like, well, actually, Obama said the exact opposite yeah. of both yeah. of those, you, know, like, yeah. you know, what? so, I mean, there was a sort of hope and change that was commodified even at that time, yeah. um, you know, and. Sort of epitomised by that that sort of propaganda, but oh,
0: but this goes to what we were saying there. But you know, this is what the right would have done, and they like say, yeah, will will co-opt these things. So the, it's perfectly acceptable for the right, but the left should do these mm-hmm. things. That's it's play the game, isn't it? That's the point. It's part. It's unfortunately, it is politics. You have got to play the game to to get the attention, to get the the clicks, or to get the you know the uh, the votes, as it were.
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, and so you don't get any change unless you take those votes away. Exactly. Um, shit, yeah. did I just say that? Um, No, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a problem. Um, But you're right. I mean, look, this is a game we're playing and, and the left should play too. And, you know, that's as, look, I mean, it's as jingoistic as, you know, Flying the flag and having a flag pin on your lapel and, you know, hugging the American flag on stage as if that's something you really do when the cameras aren't there. You know, Um, I mean, just absolute maddening nonsense that we subject ourselves to all the time in our politics. But, yeah, I mean, I like this. I like this ending. I like this commodified version of uh, Waldo. Um, I like how easily it's taken away from that uh, main character, the Mm. comedian, and how. You know, boy, I mean, it's a little quick. I would like sort of more of that, but you know, how easily it's taken away, nobody really cares. Um, I mean, it would do wonders to have like a talking head on TV saying, you know, you know, and Waldo's changed voices, you know, but uh he seems even more belligerent now and we love him all the more. Yeah, it. you go, Waldo, you know. Yeah, I you know, that sort of thing. Um, and to sort of see maybe some middle ground between walking away from Waldo and being homeless and forgotten on the streets. Right. Mm. Um, but that gets to like, you know, I mean, even like Paul Rubens, you know, like the second he was out as Pee Wee Herman, nobody cared about it, you know? So I I do think there's, there are some deeper messages there. Oh, no, I
0: agree. And I think it'd be interesting to see what happens with the labor MP. You know, really sort of sell that, yeah. Like you say, oh, everyone's forgotten about the comedian that was behind Waldo, but actually, this labor of me, she's gone on to do really well and has become um, a candidate elsewhere or, or you know, done something or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the ending. I think the ending has it's, it's got it's a good touch, it's a nice touch to show that, especially when it shows it and it's like everywhere, it's not just one billboard, it's like blue bear as everywhere <laughs> um and i like you know it, it is it's interesting i think you know like you say um because you would then get you know you'd get merchandise and you'd get figures and so on and so forth All with waldo on and it would really saturate i think in, in that way um it does make me wonder like you know uh, are we are we that far away from political mascots in that same way? I don't I don't I don't know. But um, I
1: Have do you wonder on all of stuff with Japanese mascots. Yes, that was very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: that is very but, yeah. cool.
1: Well, you, know, <laughs> you know, like I'm the Tory Tiger. You know, yeah, like, you, know, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm the Labour uh, Lion. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah, I. There is something to that. I think there's something, you know, it's that that performance, mm. performative stuff is 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 there. Um, whether we will go that far, I, I don't, I don't know. But the thing is, like I well, said, having yeah, say in yes. the future
1: we'll, we'll cool. have those animated features, but but they'll be like a an animated mascot, and they'll be controlled by AI, and yes. then what the AI says the uh, labor lion is going to say now that becomes party policy and everybody just does what the AI does. Cause it's got to get in line.
0: Well, I was going to say, that's the other thing is whether well, we've talked about AI, that'd be the next thing as AI mm. takes over and, and actually become, <laughs> just become to start. Well, there's a part of you that goes, well, actually you could program it to remove all human subjectivity. It just goes, actually mm-hmm. here are the facts and here's the best track for you to follow for the best human survival, and we end up with all the films and shows that we've talked about, from Westworld to The Matrix. But <laughs> whether it's the right way, I don't yeah. know.
1: Sounds better than where we are now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't wait for my robot over, overlords. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. Another thing about that, you, you know, we've said this.
0: I'm reading a, um, uh, I think it's John Gray. It's a book called The Soul of the Marionette. Uh, at the moment hmm. and it's about free will and uh, t- like this idea of free will and he argues in it that what we actually we actually strive for and we are evolving towards is the freedom from having to make decisions <laughs> and that's the hmm. freest that we that, that is when we will see ourselves to be completely free um because then we won't have to make decisions but we will have to sort of give up freedom or those decision making to something else and obviously ai is the suggestion not so much in the book but it's uh it's this idea of it says it says like a ruling elite class that we sort of just give up all our rights to so it's interesting that you know could well be robot overlords well
1: we we'll see, see. Uh, yeah you know america will be the last one you know, we'll we'll have our corporate overlords, but you will be able to decide, you know, the color of your skin. I mean, you'll be able to decide, you know, we love choice and in the dumbest of all possible ways, right? Like not the choice to have an abortion. That's not, you know, the choice to decide your own health care. That's not really important. But, you know, you need to be able to decide exactly how long your muffler is or freedom dies. You need to be able to have any gun you want. Or freedom dies. When I can't own an anti-tank weapon and eat forty pounds of hamburger a day, freedom's dead, my brother. Yeah, You know, this is the American way. Um and, and and you know, you also have the freedom to uh starve to death uh of and die of a preventable disease under a bridge. Well that's uh, because you weren't that's... working that's because you weren't working hard <laughs> enough. You
0: weren't hey, you know, giving enough hours to the job you had.
1: <laughs> God only gives us What we can withstand. (laughs) Uh, It's an ordered universe, my friend.
0: Yes. And on that note, um, that's an inside Mm. joke for anyone sort of listening. But anyway, let's round up. Any final thoughts then for the
1: Waldo moment? Well, I mean, it's you know we didn't talk enough about the episode, but that's because we were inspired by the ideas Mm. and thinking about it. And actually, our politics probably are relatively close to to Brooker's, Um, but. you know, I I think that it's uh, it is actually a fun episode that gets better as it goes on and ramps up, and I think is uh, a, a very good episode. Yeah, no, I agree. I think
0: it's a strong episode. I enjoy it. I think, um us say the ideas in this are, are, are kind of strong. it's sort of it's clearly about something and it wants to sort of throw those. It's not there to create a solution. It's not there giving you an alternative, but it does want to sh- throw shade at the fact that there has been no change and and we are due some sort of change, but I love the fact it pulls the rug a little bit and does highlight the fact that the actual system has also given us everything that we have at the moment, Mm. good or bad. Um, And so you can't completely dismiss what we have. And So, yeah, I think this is actually, this only gets a 6.8 on IMDb compared to the last one getting an 8. And I was just looking at some of the reviews, and some of the reviews are like, oh, it's stupid. It doesn't quite, you know, and this other stuff. So I think this is a smarter episode.
1: This is is the better episode. It's a smarter episode. And moreover, both seasons have one political episode. And I would say this is the better of the two political episodes, Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, for me. You know, the the Waldo moment actually, here's one thing, it actually gets at some politics and how the system works. And, yes, it's broken, but, you know, the um, national anthem is kind of a one-trick pony that, you know, doesn't really have anything to say about politics except, golly gee, politicians are will do anything, you know. Yeah, but it
0: doesn't really say that either, does it? It's just basically Mm. this guy will fuck a pig because the queen tells him to. That was sort of what it boils down to. Anyway, yes, no, I agree. I think it's a good episode. Um, And the next episode is the first uh, special, Mm -hmm. um, which we'll be getting to in the next episode. So, um,
1: John Ham, no less.
0: Yes, this is this is where I. This is after this special, the special I watched. This is when I sort of dropped off. So um, we're getting into uncharted territory Ah. now. Really, I've watched bits and pieces, but not much. So, really looking forward to going forward beyond this point very excited. Uh, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you, to it. Yeah, if you enjoy what we're doing with Black Mirror, go check out our other episodes happening alternate weeks. Uh trekking through the Twilight Zone. Julian and I are dissecting each of the episodes of the original Twilight Zone series. On the main feed you have the um original season from the 60s. Um and we're going also on the uh Patreon we should all try to get to. We have up to season three. We've done all the first three seasons at this point. Uh, so go check out that as well. Lots of sort of Twilight Zone, as well as the additional stuff we did on the main feed. Uh, we've done Transformers and uh, uh, Hard to be a God and uh, Price, a load of other stuff as well. And we've got a bunch of other stuff planned for the next season. So go check that out. There's a link down below. Um, but we appreciate... BBC Hitchhiker's
1: episodes. on there too. Yes.
0: Yes yeah tv version of hitchhikers um yes anyway for now thank you very much for listening thank you for the discussion today julie it's been a good one i've enjoyed this um but yeah thank you very much everyone and we shall see you on the next episode
1: dreams.